This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. We do it every day at 7 o'clock. We're talking silver and black. Make sure you are subscribing to this podcast. It matters to us. And like it on the daily. The Spurs uh, try to pick up uh, where they left off uh, last game with another loss. Uh, heading into Chicago, saying hello to DeMar DeRozan. And another team Hold that's, on. That's Chicago's in, a mess. Yeah, yeah, quite frankly, in disarray. It, yeah. It's not like it's out of the question to win a basketball game. We're, we're waiting to see if Wimby is going to be available after taking the night off to... Uh, uh, genuflect on a on a sore ankle, I guess. But I want to talk about something that I found very interesting. Dude, I would when we shut Winby down. But before, what's the point well, well, of wasting <laughs> minutes on? I mean, we are we are we are freaking awful. So I want to talk about your mentality. No consequence. So no one's paying a price. You know, the only people paying a price is fans, right, season I'm, ticket holders like me. And I have we get subjected to this garbage. Another practice. We got to watch a practice against a real NBA well, team every freaking night with no consequence. You fire up, somebody. You There's got to be some responsibility here. Well, let's warm it up. I want I want to bright I think you're hitting something that is a Christmas season we should love. I think you're hitting something because you know uh, uh, when you're in the media and you kind of you kind of you don't live the same life as a fan. Rob, I'm I love not you. Spending money, and, and, and you're not media. Well, I'm in the media. I well, didn't say I'm of the You know people in media. I'm not a journalist, but I'm in the media. I'm sure. not a journalist. All so, right. in but, a very broad, but, but definition. little things like when I go to the games, just going to the games, sure. are very different for when uh, a season ticket holder go, goes to the game. You go in different entrances. Yeah, you the difference is stuff. we paid. Yes, and you have the right. The right to boo when you go and to complain when you go because you are an investor. As much as Red McCombs family spent a bunch of money, you spent a percentage of your income to go see it, and you have every right to do there it. There ain't and, nobody in charge of this organization. It's, it's Trust the little me. things. I heard oh, you. Add, add, add the McCombs family. Okay, that's fine. Add, add some other folks. I can guarantee you this. There is no one in charge. Nobody's in charge of this organization. No one. We'll keep the background being young Peter J is now the 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 managing partner of this uh, assortment of San Antonio. I assume he's not watching games and he's getting alerts like, "Hey, we're really improving, Peter." So you brought up something about just the little things of going to a game, and keep in mind, as a a season ticket holder, you haven't, uh, as far as being there, Mm -hmm. you haven't witnessed the Spurs win a game in a year. Yes, I want everybody to think about that for a second. That yeah, there are and people last, but last year it was like thousands of dollars. Even when we competed last year, I knew what the prize right. was, and so even even sitting with like uh, opposing teams fans. By the way, Nick fans, if you're going to see a, a game, go with at, Nick fans. Go, go when the Knicks are there. They're <laughs> yeah. so much fun. Nick fans are awesome because they've had bad teams for a long time. They know exactly how to do it. I'm telling you, they're brilliant. I had a great time with some Nick fans at, at the Spurs game. the The difference is, last year I wanted to lose by one. Right. Uh, this year, you added a generational talent and got worse. How? How? What team could I put Wimby on this year from last year's team and make them worse? How? There's got to be a consequence. So I'm going with the – there is no one in charge. No one. Brian Wright, 
I don't know what he has, but he has a trump card somewhere that if they bring up, like, they, oh, can't talk about fire and Brian Wright because, you know, he has that, I don't know, his, 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 his dad owns a majority stake. I don't know. There's something going on because Brian Wright having a job right now makes no sense. It's not possible that there is any performance review going on inside the organization. Like, uh, So you were only told, like, how many times about Primo and you didn't do anything? Okay, I can understand that. And you chose to draft the guy? He was a, a freshman from Alabama, and everybody goes, well, that's a crazy pick. And the only reason it's not crazy is the Spurs. Other than that, it was crazy, and it was crazy, and it was always crazy. Lucas Amonich had that turn out? Okay, 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 okay. What kind of team did you assemble? One without a point guard. Great job, Brian. So what are we going to do? We're going to play a sophomore power forward at point guard. Okay, I, I we get are that you're in mad, tempo NBA. We're going to do point, that once you start. Oh, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. I I get that you're mad at right, and I think that there's growing concern about the future, at least the talent depth. But you know, I think we're going to. What I'm trying to get at is at what point is Pop culpable in this? From oh, he's uh, absolutely okay. culpable. So, because there's one thing to, you know, you're dealing with the groceries that you were bought, but uh, he's a chef. I was told that Pop can do, can, is a, the best coach in NBA history. I know the ingredients ain't the best, but uh, I've seen Chopped. You, you can cook something pretty nice, but yet we're worse. I don't even know what we're doing. Are we going to, are we going to go, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to work on every possession. Okay, so we're going to be more of a half court, slow it down. Our defense is this. We don't have much depth on the roster. Uh, we're going to do this thing. So that would be coaching, right? So here's what I'd ask you to do. Can you run more than two plays? No, we don't have time for that. We're going to run a weave, and then we're going to put some guys on the court that will constantly be standing right next to each other on offense, each pointing at the other with no consequence because they don't even know the offense. Or do you want to go up tempo? Okay, how are you going to do that? Well, we're going to play no point guards. We're going to play the slowest guy we've got, you know, at, at uh, point guard. Okay. A, a ball What court. are you doing? What are you trying to do? Are you going to do five out? Are you going to do four out? Well, let's put Wimby in the middle and surround him with four shooters. Do something, you moron. My God. Are you going to develop talent? Okay. Blake Wesley. Is he a point guard? You know, now that you mention it, he is. So should we develop him as a point guard? You know, maybe we should. It's idiotic. It's stupid. It's amateurish. Of course he's culpable. Of course he is. I don't know what's going on, but you've got to start somewhere. And with a ball of knots, how do you unwind it? Start with the first knot. Brian Wright, fired. Does that fix it? Keep going. Am I going to fire Pop? No way. <laughs> I might fire him upstairs. <laughs> I'm not doing that. You know, I, I love the man. I'm not doing that. What if what if the season would have begun under different circumstances where Pop and, and the Spurs organization would have come out and said, Yes, we got Wimby, but this is just the beginning. You're, you're fired. Even with that. that you have it, you have no plan. Well no, if my plan is to plan suck again. Is, I can get draft picks, Rob. I can coach. You and I, you want a GM, let's flip a coin. You be the GM, I'll be the coach. Here's our plan. Let's be horrible. All right. Go fight, lose by 
40 well, what if he had regularly. What if he said, we are going yet again. We are not even going to compete this year. Even though we got Wimby, this was just the first step in the plan. So the expectations should be just like last year, even though you need, we, we had a new three first-round draft picks next year as we sit. But, okay, with that in mind. Everyone can do that. So getting, this, getting high draft picks, Rob, is easy. Okay, but Getting more draft picks for talented players and trades is easy. But what if he'd have told you that was the plan instead of, hey, we're, we're charging toward the playoffs? Because this is what he said My yesterday. plan is to fail high school physics so I can, I can do uh, another year of high school. That's your plan? Yeah, because I want to do it again. And then the next time I'll be really prepared and I'll be able to ace it. It's a plan for failure. It's no caught. one plans that way. Well, it's getting caught in what they call the process. It allows you to lose today because tomorrow will be better. But today we're always allowed to lose. And I think that's what they get into. But Pop has found himself in a situation like you're just talking about. He's got a bunch of kids and they're going to have to learn to be pros, at least by his measure. Uh, well, obviously it's a challenge, uh, but it's Fun is the wrong word, but it's a it's exciting and meaningful challenge in the sense that uh, I feel a great responsibility to those guys. You know, if I could if I can be around when we were winning, I sure as hell can stick around while we're losing. Uh, it's a different dynamic, and as we all know, this goes in cycles. And uh, I just thought it would be important uh, to experience this with these guys and help them grow as far as understanding. You know what the basketball gods demand. Uh, it's not about talent. They have to learn how to be pros, uh, figure out their place as the program builds back, and we use the draft picks that we've gotten uh, over the next few years. So uh, it's it's a process in that sense. But because they've got such high character, it's really been uh, enjoyable to go out there and coach totally differently than I did with Timmy and Manu and Tony. Uh, that was making adjustments and doing things during games uh, and uh, adding a piece here and there uh, to an already really good team. And this is different. This is more teaching, more fundamentals, more habits, uh, more consistency kind of things. And that's a, a different emphasis and focus. So, uh, if, you, if, if you have a team that's been handed to you by a general manager, where you have to, in the NBA, teach fundamentals? Just what in the hell is going on, man? Well, you're drafting 18-year-olds. I mean, every coach has to Do you want? Oh, they, they, they need to learn how to be NBA veterans? Let me, let me give you a secret, because no one knows this. Sometimes with young teams, you, you end up, especially when you have a huge gap and what you're paying under the salary cap and the actual salary cap you bring in veterans that you know how to play the game that can still offer you good minutes, and these are the guys that get you into the right sets. These are the guys that tell you defensively you will not screw up again. That is our rotation, and the veterans are the ones that coach in the locker room. That's a secret that, by the way, Rob, everyone knows it. How in the world did you put together the youngest team without a single vet And when you have absolute giant holes in your roster? Well, Doug McDermott. Chetty Osman and I guess Zach Collins would be considered the vets. I'm not. I'm just saying who they okay, chosen. Okay, dude, really? I'm not defending it. I'm telling you, this is the team that Brian Rock put together. I know, and, and it's it's ridiculous. And the, it, w with that in mind, the looming possibility, and I would say it's a great possibility that both both Chetty and McDermott will be gone by the trade. So we deadline. can get some more draft picks. So, so we, we can get, get younger, get it's, younger, it's, and have to coach more. Listen, you're going to have. 
to do something. Uh, here, there's something he said that I do believe defined the situation that we find ourselves in. He said, Pop said, and I believe it to my core, he has a tremendous responsibility to his guys. I listen, but that is not to the fans. And this is where we've gotten lost. I think that the Spurs also have a responsibility to the fans. It's not just to a 13 guys. How about the 15,000 season ticket holders? One of which I'm sitting across from who has not seen this team win in a year at home. A year. And you continue to tell us, hey, we're getting better and we're practicing and I'm teaching these guys the three-man weave and we're learning to dribble between our legs and we know how to dribble looking forward now. And I've used Jeremy Sohan in the pizza box for a year now and watch him make free throws with one hand. Aren't we that much better? That's things you tell an eighth-grade parent. So I I get what he's talking about. He's got a nice leash. But for, uh, at ground level, at at fan level, this sucks balls. This is awful, and we keep acting like it's going to get better tomorrow. No. Like we're going to improve, and this no. is so sweet and all. It's no. awful. No, and I just don't know. So my theory is, Brian Wright, he just doesn't have relationships with other teams. I feel like there are trades that occurred last year and will occur this year that we won't. We'll be like the last team to know about them. I, like we didn't even know that guy was available, kind of thing. Uh, you had you had to bring in veteran. You needed a, right now the biggest hole we have is you need a power forward post, either that was going to start next to Wimby or be a big off the bench that is going to rebound at his size. Sohan is a little undersized even at the power forward. Yeah. So you end up with players that don't quite match. Your best your best solution to players that are tweeners is to have a veteran point guard. Like, Goran Dragic is a free agent right now. Go sign him. Bring in a veteran point guard that just orchestrates. The one we have, we bring off the bench? Dude, if I had this roster, I would say, Trey Jones, you're about to log about 40 well, minutes. You know, the numbers between... You uh, will never leave the court, Trey, so well, good luck. Well, you know, we, the you're num- the only one we got. We, we've seen the numbers. Because but, we're but, not playing Blake Wesley, and you know why? Well, I'm really asking. I don't know. Why aren't we playing Blake Wesley? Well, there's Devontae Graham as well. There are point guards on this roster who aren't even Devontae sniffing Devontae Graham is... Uh, I love the guy. I think he's got range. When that light switches on, he's really good. Uh, he's he's like Vinny Johnson. All right, you're gonna have to need all right. A high five a, to the old guys. Yeah, the microwave. Not, so, but he can shoot, and he, and he can stretch the court. But he's not a point guard. Uh, Blake Wesley was the guy. Brian Wright, by the way, uh, you drafted Blake Wesley as a point guard. He is the best defensive point guard we have because he's switchable. He's long. He does get in the lane. He did that in the preseason and then shelved. And when you have obvious holes and an, and an answer potentially on the roster, these things don't make sense to me. And I can tell you, in, in terms of the paying public, it's time to demand the value of our ticket. And I love being, I'm a myopic, very optimistic Spurs fan, but you have beaten it out of me, man. There's only so many 30-point losses I can I can tolerate. What's the attitude like in the uh, I call it the saddle sore club? But what's what you know the those nice seats? 
when everybody's I am not alone so I I I, so within this listen we're a small community we love our Spurs love capital L never gonna leave this girl love her behind the scenes while you're waiting in line to get a beer uh everybody says the same thing how long would this crowd put up with it at what point we're not doing it now I gave away my Lakers tickets I'm like I can't do it will if there is no future insight for you and certainly don't speak for everybody would you re-up with your tickets do you feel comfortable in thinking that you know this whatever I got to tell you process like I mean will you when they call you in May no do you feel there's I cannot I cannot I can I can tell you so a lot of the games it's it's clients it's uh I go with my oldest son um it's a miserable experience isn't it? and it's the experience itself like the spurs staff like once you get in the arena spurs parking by the way if you're not ready with your parking ticket the, the folks up front need to tell you to leave you know they, so you pull up and you've been in traffic it takes an hour to get to a spurs game just so you know so anybody out there like hey i think i'll go to a spurs game it's an hour so you, you need to have an hour from the time you leave your house to get into the arena. If that thing tips at 7.30, you you have to be on the road by 6.30 or you will not see the tip. The biggest problem parking is people pull up after sitting in traffic for I don't know how long, and they're not ready. We've been sitting. And then the parking folks will lean in and go, oh, well, what's your ticket? Oh, how the Spurs doing? Yeah, you having a good night? I'm having a good night, too. How you been? And got all your Christmas? They're having these conversations, and then they yell out, you know, Lot four, and then they let you go. There needs to be a lot nine. So as soon as you pull up and the lady says, hey, welcome to Frost Bank Center, whatever it is, uh, do you have your ticket? Uh, no, how do I do it on my phone? You don't have it ready? Lot nine. Lot nine is the gap they open up, it's like the Uber pickup. And before those folks know it, they're back out on the street. Get out of the way, man. Anyway, that's a, that's a well, minor what, complaint. Though, it struck me that's another product of The people in the losing. arena are fantastic. We have a great product. Because, you know why? In terms of facilities and people, the people that work for the Spurs and work in concessions, work, they are fantastic. They are great. But they're dealing with new customers every day because people like you are giving away your tickets because you're tired of watching. Well, the product is there. It's like saying, how was the play? Well, play sucked, but the concessions were great. And they better be. Okay. But it's those little things that make it even more difficult to get in the building. I mean, when you really have to legitimately question them. That's fine. That's minor. Let's just start with the product. You're going to have to compete. Is that too much to ask? After a year and a half with a – what team in the NBA could add Wimby? And get worse. And get worse. How? How? I don't understand. It would be, as a as a gamer, I like the video game, it would be like drawing a card of, uh, you know, like a five-year NBA LeBron James. And the only way I can explain somehow being worse with this new card is handing my controller to Rob. Hey. Like, no, there's no one in charge. Like, whoever is in charge of this thing obviously doesn't know how to compete. Obviously, because you just added more talent and you got worse. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to be realistic. If you got more talent and were worse, then you are not good. (laughs) Why are we struggling with this? Uh, If you don't have a complete roster and you go, this team doesn't have a point guard. Then you go, well, who's in charge of putting the team together? Well, that guy over there. 
And what was he thinking? We don't know, but what he did was an F. So do you pass him anyway? No, it's a business. This is a billion-dollar business. In a billion-dollar business, if you get an F, you fail, you are fired. That's it. I don't understand what's going on. I don't, is this controversial? Do you even care? Does anybody really care? Are we just going to roll with this? Well, I think we've been beaten into submission, and I think we are. I think there is a. a, a, a you're, you are representative of a wave that's about to come, and I don't think the Spurs are expecting the, the backlash that's coming. Oh, it's already here. What I'm saying is, I'm honestly regurgitating a lot of things mm-hmm. we talk about at the game. Right. None and of us. There is not a season ticket holder that has any idea why Brian Wright still has a job. And the, the, it's like Isaiah Thomas in, at the Knicks. Remember when he held on to his job forever and no one knew why? And they kept getting sued and uh, the, the place is collapsing and you wonder what's happening. How did happened. that turn out, Rob? At what point will there be an uproar and prices to be paid? That's Silver and Black. We do it every day at 7 o'clock. Make sure you're subscribing to get this stimulating talk and make sure you're telling a friend. Like, listen, and share. Put your thumb all over it. 